if you scale that budget, you're going to reset the learning phase and your results are going to go downhill. So instead of getting leads at $20, you must start getting them at $35. Instead of getting purchases at $15, you must start getting them at $28 just because you change the budget, okay? What's happening right here is that it's resetting the algorithm. And that is the game right now. You have to now focus on avoiding resetting that hard work that you put to create that audience that is performing. Welcome to another episode of the Facebook Marketing Ninja Podcast. My name is Jimmy, and I'm the Associate Creative Director for Manuel Suarez here at AGM. The most important thing in the Facebook ads game is your audience. And when you set up your ads initially, you must let them run to accumulate data. This is called the learning phase of your campaign. Letting the learning phase run is how you get the Facebook algorithm to work for you. Here's the thing, there will come a time when you'll want to make changes. Don't make those changes in the campaigns that are already running, as that will cause the learning phase of the algorithm to reset. And there are many reasons the learning phase would reset. And when that happens, it'll kill the accumulated information you've been gathering. And you may very well see a drop in your campaign results. This is what you'll be hearing about in just a moment. Now, it's true the original recording is older and things do change frequently regarding how Facebook tracks your sales. But many of the fundamental topics of this podcast are still relevant. In fact, this audio comes from the Profitable Campaign Structure course in the AGM Ninja Lab. If you're already a member of the AGM Ninja Lab, you can watch the companion video to this podcast by clicking the link in the podcast description. Or simply log into your members area and go to the Ninja Lab courses. Scroll to the course titled Profitable Campaign Structure and then go to the last lesson called Campaign Creation Overall Structure and Naming Conventions. If you're not yet a member, now is the time to sign up and get live weekly training that will help build your business with social media so that you can have even greater control over your time, money, and life. It's less than $25 a week with a month-to-month -month membership. But if you're a savvy business owner who seizes the annual membership, your investment averages out to be only like $19.17 a week. All right, that's enough from me. Now on to the lesson. Learning phase. What is this whole edit learning phase thing? Well, a while ago already, uh, ever since I, I was already the, doing the Facebook master's program, which was last year around March, about 10 months ago when I was recording it, this was already a thing. It's, it was already being integrated by Facebook. And I thought it was an exciting thing because uh, they're basically telling you like, look, we need to understand what you want to accomplish and who your audience is. In order for us to do that, we need to get a lot of data. Because remember, we have 220 million active people in the United States and 2.2, 2.3 billion people active worldwide. So we simply have too much data and too much people, okay? So in order for us to give you results, for you to be able to spend more money, comfortably grow your business, I need to gather more data. So what they did was they created this thing called the learning phase. The learning phase basically means that when you create a campaign, and you're trying to find an audience, uh, Facebook is going to actively work on getting enough data. If you are optimizing for conversions, add to carts, purchases, uh, leads, if you're optimizing for an event, they need to get at least 50 conversions, usually on a weekly basis, okay? Uh, for them to be able to get enough data to kick it out of the learning phase. As you can see, there's two options, active learning or active, initial learning complete. 
So the thing is that once the learning has been completed, the algorithm, remember guys, remember, there is no human being actually deciding what to send, who to send it to, how to optimize, none of that stuff. There's no human. It's all a robot. It's all a very advanced system. So you got to make sure that you give them the data so that robot, that system that we call an algorithm, is able to give you the best chances of success. So that is a learning phase. Now, this is the problem, guys. That learning phase is a, can be a game changer, and it can be a dramatic difference between successful campaigns and failing campaigns. If you are running some advertising, at the beginning, you might notice that your results are not that great. Maybe they are started great, but then they go down. And all those things happen along the way. But once Facebook has, uh, has, has enough data and it's consistently getting you results conversion-wise, they kick out of the learning phase. And now they are rolling with you. And you can scale that ad until the audience gets exhausted, right? Gets fatigued. But you have room to, to, to run with once you have uh, an ad set that is out of the learning phase. Remember, this is something that is basically for the ad sets, the audiences. What have I said is the most important thing in your Facebook game, in your Facebook ads? It's finding your audience because if you don't have your audience, you cannot win the game. It's as simple as that. So overall, you have to make sure that you're giving the data. And this is the thing. This is a very, very important part. At the end of it, we're going to cover this more in detail because it's really important. If you make any of these changes listed here, your learning phase that you worked so hard to get out of resets. It gets wiped out. And now Facebook goes into a new process of discovering uh, an audience that is interested in what you have to offer. And this is what we've seen gets the biggest um, creates the biggest damage on our, on our performing ad sets, okay? Overall, resetting that learning phase. Again, Facebook is still a baby. They're still in diapers. They're still working on understanding themselves. So you got to bear with them while they figure out all the systems to give us, give us the best possible results. So what do we got when it comes to resetting it? Well, if you change the targeting, by one year, let's say that you're doing 24 to 35 year olds, and now you're like, oh, I wanna expand the audience, and now you change it to 23 to 35 years old, boom, reset audience right there, back to square one. If you change the creative in any way, shape, or form, oh, I wanna try this call to action, I wanna try this copy, oh, let me just add this image, let me just do an Amazon symbol over here for my Amazon listing. Whatever you do, boom, resets the learning phase again. Okay, so those are important things to understand. It doesn't matter the size of it. Any of these changes will reset the learning phase, okay? Any change to the optimization event. So if you do a seven-day click or a one-day click or a one-day view or whatever it is that you change, there we go. Pausing your ad step for seven days or longer. So if you're running a campaign, let's say that you're running an Amazon promotion or you're running some kind of like campaign to, that is just for a particular sales, um, let's say that you're running a, a holiday sales and it was very successful. So now you run out of inventory and on the 7th of December, you turn it off and then you want to turn it back on on the 15th of December, boom, learning phase gone. Okay, gone. Reset it again and now you don't get any results and it's going to take you a while to get back traction. Trust me, we have uh, gone through the process already. We had some campaigns that were producing four or five ROI. Invest $1, get $5 back. We paused them. We did some minor changes 
And once we turn it back on, same audience, okay? And um, just a couple of variations, very small ones, it goes down to one-to-one -one ROI, one-to-two ROI, or even negative in some cases, okay? So these are real, real situations here. Adding a new, check this one out, okay? Pay attention. Check this one out. This is very, very important, okay? Adding a new ad to your ad set. Adding a new ad, just that. Who would have thought that? Well, we have figured it out. This could be a flaw on the system, but it is what it is. If you have an audience that has a certain ad and that audience is performing really well and you want to be like, oh, let me test out a video with this audience on the same campaign. Let me test out this carousel ad. Let me test out this other copy with the same audience. Well, if you do that and if you create a new ad inside that same ad set, boom, learning phase goes back to square one, okay? Yes, I know. It's shocking, right? But this is what we got. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you the system to make up for that particular set of things that don't make that much sense, okay? So we're going to find out about that towards the end of this webinar. Big cap or target cost amount. So whatever your cap is or whatever your target cost is, like for example, if you have a target cost of like $2.95 per lead, if you change that to $3.05, reset the learning phase again. Budget amount. Imagine this. Unless you're using the target cost bid strategy, target cost means that you want to get no more than $1.95 a lead or like $2.28 a purchase or like $10.97 a purchase or whatever it is that you have. If you set the budget amount and you're spending $100 and now you want to scale that, okay, and you want to spend like $200 or $250 or maybe $150, I'm going to tell you exactly what Facebook says about this, okay? And, you, and I'll leave it up to you to decide what's acceptable and what's not. If you scale that budget, you're going to reset the learning phase and your results are going to go downhill. So instead of getting leads at $20, you must start getting them at $35. Instead of getting purchases at $15, you must start getting them at $28 just because you change the budget, okay? What's happening right here is that it's resetting the algorithm. And that is the game right now. You have to now focus on avoiding resetting that hard work that you put to create that audience that is performing. Do not touch anything once you have a working audience. Leave it alone, right? Okay, good. You guys following along? Does that make, make sense so far? I'm going to give you guys more of a system uh, along the way just to make sure that you guys know exactly what to do and what is the solution to this. Uh, because I know that uh, it's something that some people have struggled with. We're being ninjas here. We are figuring things out before Facebook does themselves. Um, and in the meantime, this is going to be your 2019 approach to all of this, okay? All right. Anybody here not, um, anybody here not running dynamic product ads? Or anybody, let's say, let's change the question. Anybody here di running dynamic product ads? I'll wait for you guys to answer. Cindy, awesome. Okay, good. So you're going to like this. Okay, C says, learning phase reset does not seem to take as long as initial learning in my experience, okay? Um, Steve, initial learning is AKA learning phase. They're pretty much like the same thing. So the learning phase, um, kind of like, um, sometimes they use uh, both, both terms. So uh, I've, I've seen them to mean the same thing. The initial learning, they also, they, they also call it the learning phase, okay? So you got to check that out yourself or just give us a little bit more feedback on that. If you see it on the group, if you see there's a difference between them two, my understanding is that they're both the same, okay? It's, it means the same thing. 
So for uh, dynamic product ads, okay, check this out. Create broad but logical product sets, okay? So create product sets with concrete, broad themes such as high-level category or price range. Creating a product set that's too narrowly defined with a few products can cause your ads to under-deliver. So let's say that you have 10 products and you create a product set of only two products, okay? Which I covered this a bit uh, during the Facebook Masters program, how to create product sets, right? So if you create uh, too much of a narrow product set, it's going to under-deliver your ad. So make sure that you create broad ones. And if you do a broad one, you're gonna be able to have more delivery of your ads and get better performance overall. For best results, start with broadly defined product sets with all products. For example, best sellers. If you have 100 products, make sure you have your 10 best sellers in a product set. Or also price ranges. So you can have like your, um, your, higher, um, your higher price items overall in a product set. Or the most affordables. Or like the ones that you're liquidating because you need to move inventory. You can have product sets that are defined or ones that handle particular areas of let's say the body or, or fashion, or let's say in my case that I have a jeans company, well, all jeans, and then I have all denim uh, shirts or different things that are defined based on what your brand is all about. If you define a little bit more your product sets, you're going to be able to get more deliverability and more results overall across your Facebook ads. Okay, so that's an important thing to keep in mind. Good, so longer conversion windows overall. This is something that you guys have seen on the bid strategy. It's important to give Facebook uh, the most accurate data as to, as to, what, as to you, what you want to accomplish. For example, here it says, uh, Facebook's algorithm only uses conversions that happen within your conversion window to help them decide who to show your ads. The longer the conversion window is, the more data Facebook can work with to improve performance and keep costs on target. So this is something for you guys to note down. Let's say that you are running Amazon exclusive campaigns in which you want to run promotions for seven days or 14 days or 21 days or whatever it is that you decided on your strategy. In that particular case, if you have a limited amount of coupons that you're trying to move during your promotion, then you want to do one day click or view. But if you're running ads to your actual Shopify channel, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, Magento, or whatever it is that you have going on, Make sure that you open up this conversion window a lot more because a lot of these people that are not coupon hunters, they're not looking for discounts on their Amazon products. They are people that you are retargeting to sell products to that you're building a brand with. Those guys sometimes are going to see your video uh, today, buy it later on today, or they're going to see an ad, click on it today, and five days later they buy it. The longer window you give them, the more data you give Facebook to be able to optimize your ads to get you more results overall. So I always like to choose for the longer available window. In this particular case, when you do the bid strategy, you're gonna see after clicking or viewing ad, seven day click or one day view. What does that mean? If somebody clicks on your ad today and purchases seven days from today, today's Wednesday as we're recording this, and they purchase next Tuesday, that ad is going to get credit for that particular sale, seven day click. But if they view your video today and they didn't click on it, and then they went to uh, YouTube and they found your video four days later, and uh, they just went and purchased, that ad does not get credit for it, even though that the branding effect might have helped. 
But that's something that you might be able to see on the back end on Facebook analytics because Facebook will show you the actual flow when somebody came into uh, your Facebook page, saw a video, and then went to YouTube and then went back to your shop. You can see that entire flow overall, right? But it, when it comes to conversion windows, you want to give Facebook a bigger window when you're trying to generate sales overall, okay? I got a question from Cindy. I'll go ahead and answer that right now here. She says, for direct links to Amazon for limited time coupons, though, you recommend one-day clicks? Yes, in that particular case, Cindy, I would definitely recommend as a bid strategy, one-day click because you want them to get you people that are going to opt in and get that coupon today. Okay. Uh, if you don't do that, they might send your ad to people that have a longer delay in converting. So if, uh, if you want to generate sales today of a particular coupon that you're running, you want to give it to people that Facebook has data that they actually respond within the same day and they go and they actually, uh, purchase within the same 24 hour window. Okay, they see your ad, they get interested, and they go in there purchase it. If you give them a seven-day, other people that are purchasers, that are uh, people that get into brands, might get into those ads that are not going to convert as well as the other ones. Okay, so that's important to give Facebook that data based on what you have in front of you and what you're trying to accomplish. Okay, so again, for Amazon promotions, for sales, one-day click or view. For overall Shopify strategies to grow your channel, to generate messenger subscribers, to sales for your e-commerce channel, seven-day clicks or one-day view, okay? That's what we're doing as a standard. Very good. Next one, avoid bro lookalike audience, audience sources, okay? Um, sources like everyone who visited your websites are not ideal for conversion optimized ad sets, okay? Very, very important. This is something that I can tell you right now that it's an update for 2019 and I want you to pay attention to this one because if you are creating lookalikes, which are obviously an important part of our strategies, you got to make sure that you give them the data about the, about the most important type of customers for you, okay? Those are not people that are website visitors. Those are people that have done an action that is way more important to you than a website visit. Okay, avoid this because they don't distinguish between customers and average customers. Everyone is just grouped under one big bucket. Use proprietary audiences by pixel events. Create lookalike audience from a source made up of the people who've taken the action you care the most about, like purchasers, added to cart events. Source quality is more important than source size. Okay, as you can see right here, when you're creating a custom audience, we have Dr. Burke's pixel in this particular example. You can do all website visitors, visitors 180 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is, and then select an optimization, uh, a conversion event that is more important for you, like an add to cart, a lead, a purchase, a start trial, an opt-in. Those are events that are more important than a view content or a, um, an actual page view or pixel initialize or any other thing, okay? So overall, make sure that you create lookalike audiences from people that are way more valuable to you than a regular person that just landed on your page and bounced right off it, okay? Very important for you guys to implement right away. Avoid using additional targeting on top of lookalike audiences. Guys, this is another one that I see a lot of mistakes in, okay? People that are doing this, they create lookalike audiences and then they do additional targeting. Uh, this is something that I taught myself, uh, I think even for the Facebook masters, and I have retracted from that now because I have seen that when Facebook 
um, works on a lookalike audience, they actually include into the lookalike audiences all the important elements, demographics, uh, behavior, interest, and all those things. So you don't have to bypass Facebook and create your own. You basically have to just go in there and just give them the ability to use their data to find you people that are more likely to convert. So when you use a lookalike audience, and you can see right here in the top right, we want to just leave it blank. Just leave it open. Facebook will roll with it, and then we're going to give you results overall, okay? So like if you have a United States business, just leave it as that. If you have a local business, then you can just go ahead and eliminate United States and make it more specific for the city, for the country, for that particular area, for, the, for whatever it is on the state, and then just optimize for that overall, okay? It says over here, the lookalike audience says, already incorporate information like age, gender, and interest from your source. Layering more parameters on top of this is likely to model rather than refine your targeting. This is the window that I talked to you guys about. This is a little checkbox that you have to have when you are on this particular level right here on the back, okay? I'm gonna show you this accent. Uh, right below it, at the bottom of this screenshot on the right, there's gonna be a section that's gonna look like this. Exclude people or expand interest right under it. That says expand interest when it may increase conversions at a lower cost per conversion. Look at what Facebook is saying, okay? They want to expand the interest when it may increase conversions at a lower cost per conversion. So they're going to work at getting you a lower conversion only. So they, you are giving them the okay, you are authorizing them to get you more conversions at a lower cost by checking this box right here. So test it out because we've been running it successfully and it's been working out just great so far. So it's something that you need to include into your campaign selection process, audience selection, okay? So for example, here I'm pointing out that use targeting expansion in conjunction with detailed targeting, okay? So if you select interest pages, uh, uh, pages that your people might be interested in, if you select like income levels, all the demographics, make sure that you include the target expansion because it says it allows the Facebook algorithm to show the ads to people who fall outside the criteria you chose in detailed targeting if Facebook thinks it will help them give you more conversions. It allows you to test specific interest-based targeting while reducing the risk of it negatively affecting performance of your ads. So Facebook is going to help you find those conversions despite the actual interest that you selected for that ad set overall. Hey guys, it's Jimmy again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Facebook Marketing Ninja Podcast. If you want to learn more advanced ninja tactics to grow your business and master social media marketing, then sign up for the Manuel Suarez Coaching Program by heading over to our website, www.agmninjalab.com. That's www.agmninjalab.com.